All right, and we are live. Ladies, gentlemen, lizard people, welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Podcast, where we do mediocre research and give our unwanted opinion about a subject that you don't care about. I'm Tristan, joined again by my co-host, CJ and Christian. We're yet again this week missing um, our fourth musketeer, Tyler. Uh, hopefully next episode he'll be joining us again. But this week, we're going to dive into Simulation Theory, the 2012 Apocalypse, and we'll maybe get into some other potential um, end-of-the-world scenarios. Definitely. Um, Do we want to kick off here? I was kind of thinking that we could just kind of... We're really going back to the simulation hypothesis, really, on this, is what I think. Um, It's kind of the base we're building off of. So I just thought out of the gate I would give a definition for the simulation hypothesis so that everybody kind of knew what we were thinking about and what we're building on here. Does that sound good to everybody? Yeah. So a simulation hypothesis is the proposal that all of reality, including Earth and the rest of the universe, could in fact be in an artificial simulation, such as a computer simulation or a video game. Some versions rely on the development of simulated reality, a proposed technology that would be able to convince its inhabitants that the simulation was real. Um, so this is really a very... You see this a lot in modern TV, modern movies, modern games, where people are stuck in some kind of simulation, and they're trying to escape that simulation. And that's really kind of where a lot of this idea comes from, too, I think. Which is like the most notable one, I think, and not even escaping a uh, simulation. I think the most notable simulation thing right now, like within the last five years, is the Ready Player One. Yeah, definitely. Which, you know, it's it's not so much um, we're trapped in a simulation and we don't know about it. It's the world prefers to live in that simulation. Right. Yeah, because honestly, I mean, what what could the real world be something ten times worse that we don't even want to be be involved with? You know, we're, we're just part of some supercomputer somewhere along the line. And that's one of like the big arguments is like against it. I guess one of the big arguments against it would be like, how bad does the outside world have to be that this is the assimilation we're using? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> realistically. But then at the same time, you know, everything's just – everything seems to be going on a downhill slope ever since 2012. Oh, definitely. Well, you said – you said uh, you think of kind of like Ready Player One. I think of it more as like the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's what really comes to my mind whenever people say like simulation theory and stuff like that. Well, is kind of a Matrix thing where like you just walk around – living in this place and that you don't even really know exists and outside of that your body's like being harvested or something for adrenochrome or you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> or even um you know your your conscious your uh physical body just doesn't exist anymore and all you are is a uh, consciousness that's stored on a hard drive you know kind of like um did you guys watch black mirror i've yes. started it so I've the san juniper episode um it's it's kind of the same thing. They're they're uploading these senior citizens um, 
when they're when they die, they're uploading them into this cloud server. Essentially, they're living out the simulation theory in that episode of the show. Um, so I, it's really, if you look at things, this is probably where we will be at twenty five to thirty years from now. Is the fact that when people are close to an afterlife, we are uploading them. And isn't there a show out right now called Upload where like the guy gets uploaded to a cloud server when he dies? Uh, I think there I is. Heard it, of it, it's, but I mean, um, you can kind of see things like that taking place now. We're starting to get to that point in um, evolution and technology that mm-hmm. we're kind of bored with messing with um, other kind of stuff. Reality? I don't really know how to, how to put it, but we're kind of messing more into the, the, the scientificness and mm-hmm. um, merging biology. Yeah. Like the neural so we're actually starting to yeah like Neuralink we're actually starting mm-hmm. to mess with like the scientific part of the human mind and how it can relate to technology and electronics and stuff like that. I think Neuralink is will actually really be a huge step that will wake up a lot of people's eyes into how realistic this situation could actually be because honestly this the simulation hypothesis that's what a lot of leading tech. Um, engineers and scientists subscribe to. I mean, Elon Musk, if you're not, if I'm not mistaken, believes in the simulation hypothesis. I think he does, and he doesn't. Also, mm-hmm. he thinks. I think he uh, agrees with it, and he sees it very plausible. But I also think he's actually the one that stated, like, just imagine how bad it would be outside. Like, if this right. is the simulation, yeah. I think. I think he's the one that actually stated that. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know where I was going to go with that thought. <laughs> but I have, whenever we talk about this, like, I I start having like exi- existential crises and <laughs> stuff like that because stuff makes way too much sense or it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, I agree. It does. And, you know, we've all experienced, there's not a single person out there who has not experienced what we call a glitch in the matrix, right? Mm-hmm. We're like Mandela effect. Yeah, Mandela effect. Yeah, I mean things that just. I don't. Know, and honestly, whenever you run back to like our our UFO episodes and our alien encounter episodes, I mean you could also line those up to glitches in the matrix. You know, I I really I think that there's a kind of where there's smoke, there's fire really on this one let's yeah, uh that's the only reason i don't like the simulation theory is because it kind of i don't know i guess it wouldn't really trump my uh theory on pangea and an ancient invasion and stuff like that but i mean all that, that could that still stuff, exist within our simulation happened i guess yeah. if you yeah if you um well, either that, either it exists inside the simulation and it's part of the simulation's history, or maybe that we're we haven't been in this simulation forever, kind of thing. Maybe like I mentioned earlier, the 2012 kind of thing is a right. part well, of. Uh, I want to say there's the actually maybe theory on that that um, 
they had the dates wrong and <laughs> yeah it's actually 2020 <laughs> actually tw- yeah that the it wasn't supposed to end in 2012 that it was actually supposed to be 2020 which if it, if you think about it but they also because also they heard, didn't use the Julian calendar so really they would have been like there's no leap year mm-hmm. so there really would have i think that's what it plays into that it would have been like 7 or 8 years difference between the the calendar we use and the calendar that they were using. Which I think they've actually... Yeah. Yeah. But I think they've actually stated that that it's actually just um, a couple weeks off of the date. But uh, what else was it? There was... I guess also it plays into the 2012, which is kind of like the simulation theory, but not... I mean, that runs alongside it is like 2012, the end of the world that that universe did end, right? And the, no, the, we're just the in multi- some parallel. Like the, the multiverse theory, I guess. So like when that one inter- one universe dies, your consciousness hits, a, it goes to another universe that's, you know, that's similar, but some things happen. Yeah, There's so diverging I'll kind of go over the 2012, it's called the 2012 phenomenon a lot now. Um, but the 2012 apocalypse, 2012 phenomenon, however you want to describe it, states that the world, if you were around back then, most of us were. But um, it was an idea that on December 21st, 2012, the world was going to end. In, in some shape or form, the world was going to, the world as we knew it, was going to change uh, drastically. And it started out as an idea from. Uh, the Mesoamerican Long Court Calendar that they uh, wrote this calendar in 5,126 year long cycles and that's when this cycle ended was December 21st, 2012 so basically they wrote it as like if you want to be skeptical about things they basically just wrote it and that's as far as they wanted to write it, and they're just like, okay, we're sick of writing this calendar, or we're just going to start back at the beginning kind of thing. Kind of like calendars, right? If you were to, if you were primitive or whatever and didn't know a whole lot, you looked at our calendars and you said, oh, wait, there's nothing yeah. There's nothing past the 31st yeah. of December. Basically, we're thinking as, as their calendar is in a line and not in a circle like ours, which, I mean, yep. most of the time you'd probably think of it in a circle. Right, because time's not really linear. But um, anyways, the idea that the world was going to end, there's multiple theories on how it was going to end, which is the main part of what I wanted to get into on this. Um, A big one was supernovas. People thought that that's when our sun was going to go into supernova and basically explode. Um and it would be such a large explosion that it would just disintegrate our Earth as we know it. Some other ideas were that uh, Earth was going to collide with a planet called Nibiru, um, and so the two planets would just collide and kind of break apart. But the one that I like the most is that a a black hole was going to mm-hmm. start. Um, 
and that we would be sucked into that black hole. Well, since no one really knows what's on the other side of a black hole, um, we've never really done that sort of investigating before. So that's People where I thought that like, oh, that's that's the world. After we get sucked into a black hole, everything just goes dark, and it's like a light switch, and everything just shuts off. Well, this um, simulation hypothesis and Mandela effect and alternate timeline, parallel universe kind of thing kind of fits into that black hole theory. Whereas if we get sucked into this black hole, maybe the lights don't shut off. Maybe they just change to a different color kind of thing. Um, we just kind of replaced the light bulb. God, that was and, very well said. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so maybe that's what happened. Maybe this, and it wouldn't be like a th something that you would notice even. Um, if a if black hole formed, it would be instantaneous, and it would suck us in instantaneously. You know, it wouldn't be like we had time to see it or anything like that it would just be like a snap of a finger mm -hmm. and well it would actually on the other side it w i mean i don't think it would be almost instantaneous right because the way it works is black holes stretch light out mm -hmm. right so it would be instant but not instant at the same time right? it would take time just... but we wouldn't realize it was taking time yeah like so this would, stuff would be happening could be you know Eight years of just stuff happening, some crazy stuff happening. And as it's, you You're know, as like the, maybe we're traveling through the black hole now kind of thing or started around that's why, 2012. That's why mm -hmm. shit's weird because we're getting toward different directions. We'll see. You know what also happened actually, in 2012, right? The Higgs bison. The Higgs bison. Hydron co Boson. collider. Got, uh, yep. That was one actually. I believe it was Stephen Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking thought Hawkins. it was in the world. He said this this particle has the potential to destroy the universe. And that was also and discovered the, in 2012, correct? Yeah, yeah I'm looking was, at that right the now. The first actually. time it was discovered was in 2012, yeah. yeah. It's called the God particle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're messing with that thing around like at the I can't think of what that institute's called in Switzerland. CERN, CERN yeah. They're messing with that thing around in CERN and which That's probably one of the biggest have risks. Tuned into our our uh, earlier episodes, you've heard of CERN before, but for a but, completely different reason. Yeah. Um, if you don't know what CERN is, if you haven't listened to the episodes, go back and listen to the episodes. But just to give you a rundown, it's just a, a large, um, like nuclear research facility in Switzerland. Is it in Switzerland? Right? Yeah, Switzerland. Oh, yeah. But it has scientists from around the world. Um, some of the best scientists from around the world that do like that does uh, nuclear and radiolog radiological studies. Uh, they do a lot of messing with like atoms and neurons and, and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, they have a hadron collider, which can separate and conjoin atoms and stuff like that. They do a lot of a lot of really really fancy uh, stuff there. Yeah, but yeah. Now, why we talked about them, why we talked about them in our podcast before, was actually because there is. Um, we talked about them back during our cults and trafficking episode, mm -hmm. because there is actually recorded 
videos of them doing um, occult satanic ritual, rituals, sorry, um, and human sacrifices, uh, like, well, mock human sacrifices, they're in CERN. Um, that, I mean, that could be some kind of key way clue there to what they're, what they're doing there. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but Maybe if you're out there doing a cult, the world. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if you're out there doing a cult rituals, I don't want you playing around with stuff that we call the God particle that can destroy the world, you know? Well, maybe that's their plan. Maybe that's a, it's a cult that is out to destroy the world. I mean, that's what most cults kind of are, isn't it? Is like, right. Transcend this world gonna, somehow. Yeah. They either think the world's going to end soon or they plan on ending it themselves or something like mm-hmm. that. So, I don't, I don't think that's a very far stretch of imagination. Crazy. I mean, they it definitely do more... some strange stuff there. And they're very... Yeah. Secretive? Yeah. Uh, secretive and uh, intelligent is the scary part to me. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, having someone that's stupid and evil is whatever. <laughs> but having someone that's smarter than you and evil, like that's kind of scary. Yeah, but anyways, um, so yeah, Higgs Higgs boson is kind of like the it's the element they discovered there. Uh, blah blah blah. It has the potential, I guess, if it collides um, with another particle or something like that, it has the potential to like blow up or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know the exact. It can create a black hole, I believe, is the okay. So, yeah, that fits in with yeah. the black hole theory then, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... Um, but, yeah, we don't we don't know what's on the other side of black holes. So... But we do know they exist, right? Like, we know a black hole mm-hmm. is a real thing. We're able to... Um, we have seen them, right? Yeah, actually, I think we just recently got the first documented um, image of a black hole... Um, this year, I mean, we, we've known that they exist, and I think Einstein was the first person to actually hypothesize a black hole. Um, and then we confirmed, yeah, that this mathematically is something that exists, and now recently we've got a picture, I do believe. Of one. Haven't we just yeah. recently actually found out that uh, light can escape black holes? Yeah, because we were able to capture the picture of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, 2019 was the first time we captured an image of a black hole. And it's, I mean, it's basically exactly what it says, looks like, or whatever. I mean, I mean, when you think of a black hole, you think of a black hole with some, something, I don't know, swirling around it kind Mm -hmm. of is what I think anyways. Um, which is pretty much what it is. But yeah, it was always thought that light doesn't escape a black hole. Everything that goes inside of it kind of like, it's, it just sucks up everything. Um, but yeah, I guess with the with the, with the, with the, the fact that we ha- can take a picture of it, like you have to have light to be able to ha- take the picture. Right. So. Um, to have anything to yeah. capture of it. Yeah, light can't escape a black hole. Yeah. So, I mean, I really like this theory that, that we've kind of just came up with on the fly here that 
2012, we entered a black hole, and we've just been traveling in a black hole since then. And we're about to see what's on the other side. That's that's a cool theory. I I haven't really yeah, heard that one is brought be. out. That's the thing is that uh, there's theories on stacked on stacked on top of theories with this. Mm-hmm. There's well, like me and CJ said, uh, which we kind of disagree on this. I guess is we're traveling through the black hole, maybe or. I think we're already out on the other side. I think it, it was kind of like a Big Bang moment, which a lot of people don't believe in the Big Bang. But um, if it was a Big Bang bo- moment, then it was like a snap of a finger and everything was there. Right. And from there, evolution took place and things started to grow and, and stuff like that. But that's kind of how I believe it would have taken place i don't know i just find it weird how if we were traveling through it now maybe there would be a way to to notice i don't know maybe i i just have too high of hopes for human <laughs> intelligence i say but, if, <laughs> if it's if it's big enough like it takes our entire solar system universe it, yeah well yeah just the solar system right so we wouldn't be able to actually monitor it other than like that's true changing in star positions that yeah that or certain things that are measurable, right? Uh, like frequencies, stuff like that, that you could actually measure. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, like you said, it could, it could have just taken everything. Like, it probably didn't just take our planet with it. It probably sucked up our solar system, our mm-hmm. galaxy, our entire universe as we know it. Because we just, I mean, we say universe thinking that that encompasses everything. But my idea is that there's there's solar systems within galaxies, and there's thousands of solar millions of solar systems inside of one galaxy. There's millions mm-hmm. of galaxies within one solar universe. Mm-hmm. I also believe that there's millions of universes inside of whatever the next step would be. I mean, yeah, I think it's an endless kind of kind of thing. I don't think it stops. Right. So. Maybe we were sucked into, as a universe, we're sucked into this uh, massive black hole. Because, yeah, I mean, what we if... don't have a, black holes have to be 5 million miles by 7 million miles definition, I don't yeah, believe. I no think they can be any size. thing, and, uh... I th- well, yeah, I think that depends on the mass of a, the, whatever... Oh, is it the whatever star, creates stars the impl- black hole. Whatever, yeah. I think stars implode. Yeah. They create black holes. So uh, I mean, there's the, stars it keeps out the same there. Mass. Yeah, there's stars out there thousands of times larger than our star. So yeah. the sun. So I mean, that's really. And the not stars far-fetched. that you see, like it, you look up into space and you see stars, you think that those are stars that have already that are still burning. Most of the stars that you see are ones that have gone out already, mm-hmm. and that's the that's how long it has taken that that stars that those light um, waves or whatever you call them to travel to us. Yeah, uh, most stars that we see now have been extinct for you know thousands of years already. Right. It's just that's how long the light takes to reach us kind of thing so technically you're technically looking into the past mm, yes yeah or... <laughs> yes <laughs> which the black hole sucking up the 
yeah. the black hole that we're running through right now is sucking up all the light. Yeah, so if literally we want to get back traveling. into the, if we want to get back into the the simulation stuff, <laughs> I just saw this, uh, this like article news, whatever you want to call it. It's not a news; it's uh, editorial thing. That was, I guess, um, the superstring theory. Yeah. It's a concept that it says it could identify, could unify all aspects of physics if it was proven right. Mm-hmm. They said that uh, I guess while working on it, they made an odd discovery. So they claim to have identified what appears to be actual computer code embedded in the equations of string theory that describe the fundamental particles of our universe. In short, he found error correcting codes, the same error correcting codes that you might find on the web browser you are using right now. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and string theory is uh, a very well respected, um, but that's scientific. The thing too is just how um, how well computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I don't even know the words like technology works to explain the stuff that happens in our world. Right. Or how everything right. comes down to a mathematical equation. How that how how it can yeah. work out that way. I mean, I've always heard that throughout my life, and even in researching things that you know, you always hear people talk about how how odd it is that it comes out to XXY exact mathematical equation, and it almost That's has to have been written. Almost everything in our world can be explained somehow behind a binary mm-hmm. code or language. And, and that's the thing. Everything that we have can be put into a programming language. Sorry, I'm I'm uh, I'm rolling on to my next one here. I'm gonna bust one open here in a minute too. Don't worry. But, but um, they they say uh, that uh, if you any evidence put out there, sorry, my, I'm trying to get this train rolling into the right way. Um, any evidence that could be put out there to disprove the simulation theory mm-hmm. could be in itself simulated, right? So there's realistically, there's it no way It could be error-correcting to, code? Is that uh, what you're saying? To hide the simulation? There's no way to disprove the simulation theory. It's only provable, right? So it's not, you can't disprove it. Right. But you can prove it. Right, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, no, that makes sense. You know, and... um I think that when you look at this, you really have to think that this is probably where our future goes, right? Realistically, this is where we go is into, you know, uploading our people after they've lived out their human life Mm -hmm. to upload our conscience to some other plane of existence. I think that... It's so it's so almost obtainable currently with our current technology that I think that if you're thinking about like a super simulation, then it's it's really almost not just believable, but it makes sense, you know. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm no computer programmer, scientist. I know nothing about that kind of shit, honestly. 
but um I'm not even no smart college man. Yeah, yeah, like I don't I don't know anything about any of that stuff, but just with the cloud the cloud for example mm-hmm. is like this endless what seems to be endless storage of data mm-hmm. that we can't touch or feel or anything like that, but it is there. It definitely so, is there. Yeah. And, it, and that's the thing is it is there. Like you can pull shit out of the cloud, you know, on your phone, on your PlayStation, your freaking TV can do it, whatever. But you can't touch it. Yeah. And that's, I mean, uh, just the technology we have, like you said, is moving closer and closer to being able to put things like our consciousness into a cloud because that's what your brain is. It's just scientific neurons firing off, talking to each other. It's electricity, basically, is what it comes down to. Electricity and uh, binary code. Ones and zeros. Yeah, I mean, that's even that, though, is your your DNA is code. I mean... if you want to be like yeah, technical, it, it is. Yeah. Yep. And everything is. We, it looks like we were created in a lab. Mm-hmm. You know, honestly. I mean, it's everything has to be very specific for us to come out the way we were. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like, so isn't to say, it? What's to say that you can't reverse engineer that and put us back into code? You know. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm gonna go back to aliens because aliens are <laughs> fun, but. What if that's where we came from in the first place? Um, we were cre- created on a computer and put into a, a chip or something like that, and um, our we were I don't know inserted into an empty husk, or the, who knows? They just threw us in the floor and poured water on us, or whatever, you know. Um, but anyways, it, like the way that our biological systems work, it almost seems like that. That mm-hmm. we are created somehow from some sort of computer-generated code or something technological. So I just think of it would not be that difficult to kind of – I say it wouldn't be that difficult, but um, I'm, like I said, not a – computer scientist or anything i'm not a physicist yeah but it's, um, it's not far-fetched if, if yeah. you knew yeah, that's what exactly it's not far-fetched yeah to be able to reverse engineer something as something like computer code or computer language and put us back into that form and i want to i'm gonna kind of get theoretical or maybe um maybe more this is Psychological than it is um, tangible, but when we decided last week, you know, after every podcast we do, we sit down and we say, okay, what do we want to do next? Now, this one is probably going to be more than one episode. We'll just tell you that right now. But last week when we said, you know what, let's do do simulation hypothesis. Let's do that for our next episode. I really got to thinking, and I really got to researching, reading, but then also started just thinking about it around me. Like, in my daily life, do I feel like I'm in a simulation? Now, this is where CJ started talking about how he had like an existential crisis over this. Because Literally, this 
make uh, I have to stop when I like I said I was doing some more I was doing research on this stuff just to find more evidence for myself and it literally put me into a slight panic where I was just like uh oh and had right. to back away from it because it just makes so much so much of it makes too much sense or it becomes too hard to disprove definitely it does you know and and honestly i think the scary part for me is i can remember as i might be about to show just how crazy i really am but i remember like as a child i'm not even a child like a teenager growing up and being like thinking is everything around me real are this doesn't seem like it could be real. Are these people real people? Is this, you know, are these people just like, then I would think like robots or something that are, are part of something around me. Or is this, do they actually have this consciousness inside them as well? That is operating in the same manner that mine is because they're not making sense, right? That doesn't make sense. What that person does doesn't make sense. How can they be a real person if their consciousness is working the same as mine or if they have any problem-solving abilities? Or even like in, in my daily life, you know, in work, in home, in, in all of that, I really get overwhelmed in thinking about how... I want to use the correct term here, the correct um, descriptive verbs here, but how far-fetched life actually seems. And how it almost doesn't seem like we should be able to live what we live. Or even like the passage of time. When you sit down and you think about, you know, like, what time is it? 8.47. Two hours ago, I was on the road coming back from Memphis. But somehow now I'm here. Right? But I, is that time just like gone, right? I think that, that all kind of plays into when you start thinking about this stuff, you just get... Like you were talking about, you start having an existential crisis over this freaking crap. You know, thinking, is, is this all around me real? Or am I doing all this for nothing? What's going on here? You know? What's the point of the simulation kind yeah, of thing? exactly. Like, why why do I care kind right. of uh, issue? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people struggle with that if they dive deep into this stuff. Because that's yeah. kind of what it seems like. It's like. So I feel like I'm sitting on a fourth wall. I'm like in the Truman Show. And, like, if I just break through this fourth wall, all of a sudden I'm going to have all these answers about what's really going on in life. Yeah. If you are in the simulation, why not just do whatever you want? And at the end of the simulation, you know, you just get reinserted as something else kind of thing, like a respawn. Exactly. But, like um, that Rick and Morty episode where, where they go to the games and uh, he, like, has the alternate life. He's like playing the game and he grows up as an old man. And then when he dies, he comes out of the game. He's like, holy shit, what just happened? I just spent 60 years in this game. You know, is that what's going to happen? That's also, so one thing that really freaks me out too is like, they say you see your entire life when you die, right? Your entire life flashes before your eyes. Yeah. So like in that whatever the t- process of you dying right however long it takes for your to heart to stop uh your brain to deplete of all the oxygen and just finally start dying mm-hmm. what what if also right you're already dead and every bit of this is just you're relieving reliving it again right that's another one that starts freaking me out well you know that also <sighs> i'm gonna I'm about to open pandora's box again um <laughs> So, 
I'm not going to talk about DMT. I'm not going to bring up DMT. But when you die, there's this massive, it's scientifically proven, there's this massive rush of DMT is released within your system. Okay? And that's what a lot of people say is like seeing the, end of the light at the end of the tunnel or something like that, or seeing your life flash before your eyes because your body thinks, oh, shit, I'm dying, and it just dumps all this DMT out of its system. What if that is... Okay. So this simulation, what if the simulation is actually this other plane of existence, right? There's this other plane of existence, and we're in this simulation here, once we exit the simulation, we're going to go to that plane of existence, right? But that DMT rush, that drop of DMT is what takes us to that plane of existence. Because, I mean, everybody knows what happens when you take DMT, right? You literally, you're, I mean, you're talking to the alien lizard people. Like, do some research. So it's, it's funny that you, I literally just jotted this down because it, it come into my head and I wanted to discuss this. Um, this isn't me trying to be like nothing. Nothing we ever say on here is tries to be offensive. It's all just our theories and trying to figure out all these different things, right? So it's you know how a lot of people when they when they die, they there's been tons of claims where they've went to heaven, right, or they went to hell, the afterlife, mm-hmm. right? They've experienced something after that. What if they die, they, they come back, right? What if that's the puck let me try to put this in the right words right they they've pulled the plug right so you're dying well they get that plug in real quick right as you're transferring back into the real the 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 actual reality they get the plug back in you experience whatever is going on over there it's plugged back in and then you come back right mm-hmm. sort of like the computer be it, it gets shut off you reboot, and then you come back. Tosses you right back into your game. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't Ooh. know if that makes any sense. That makes, that makes I, good sense. Tristan, do you, you're, does that make sense to you? Let me just... Um, <laughs> let me just try to... I'm trying to understand what you just said here. <laughs> so, <laughs> basically what you're saying is like... um. I'm gonna Barney style it for myself. Uh, you die, and basically you watch a kill cam for a few seconds, and then you respawn and get put back in. Mm, so maybe it's like you're playing a game, right? You're playing a game. Uh-huh. The power cuts off. Everything goes uh-huh. black. You start looking at stuff around you, and the power comes back on. Okay. And you're right back where you are. I got you. So you're saying it's like maybe you're being kicked out of the simulation for a second. Knocked out. They're and like, you... they're like, shit, 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 shit. Put them back mm-hmm. in and you get kicked back in. Okay. I got you now. Okay. Which, have you ever, yeah. this is going to be, this is probably far-fetched because I don't know. There's this anime called Sword Art Online. And basically. Not familiar, I, sorry. I don't watch anime, a, yeah, so. Yeah, so this, this is. It's um, so basically, it's a virtual reality where, and actually, let me dumb it down. For the first season, a lot of people play it, and it's real life, basically, right? So they make you. You're supposed to shut down and you know go to the bathroom and everything, but it feeds the the helmet feeds you and gives you sustenance and stuff. And in the first, 
season, it's supposed to be if you die in the sends a signal to the helmet to your brain and fries your brain, kills you. So you're essentially you're living in the simulation, trying to complete a competition type of thing. And there there are people that won't do the competition, right? They just they'll just live out their life in the simulation. Hmm. So what if like when you're born, you started out like the game we're gonna play, and then as you grow up, you kind of forget. It. That's also the thing too with like past lives. If you remember it when you're young. But as you grow older, the memories fade. You don't remember it. You know, like you come into this world screaming and kicking and crying, maybe because you remember your death you remember and being you want to go back. Yeah. You heard, yeah, you remember dying in your past life. Oh. Like this is just a husk. And whenever this husk dies, I'm getting uploaded into another husk. That You know what that makes me think of? You guys familiar with Tyler Childress? Childress? Sorry. Uh, the country singer? Some, some, somewhat. So he has a song called Born Again. It talks about reincarnation. And it's it kind of made me think of that. Little plug so there. My, so just since we're on this topic about reincarnation and such, uh, my favorite theory in the world I've ever heard, like this is one I've, I think about all the time, is that we are all one person. Everyone in the world is one single person reliving or living a different life. Oh shit! Over and over, any time, right? So if you die, say I died right now, right? I could come back. I I would come back. I could come back in eighteen sixty-five. It then that time isn't linear. Like you're just living different lives in different time periods, and you're interacting with yourself constantly, but you don't always come back to the exact same time period, right? Doctor Who. That there's a... I don't know a lot about Doctor Who, but... Oh, okay. well, well, yeah, I guess he, Doctor okay, Who. I don't like, really he, like that one because some people are dicks, and I wouldn't <laughs> think that I would be that much of a dick. Well, you never know, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... I, that's like... That, that just... The moment you said that, and it clicked in my head what you were saying, like, it just blew my mind for a split second. Like, I was just like, holy shit, that's... That That's has been my, my favorite theory on existence ever. Like, it's just been I've, – I've known about that one for several years now. And I think it – I actually found that on Reddit, and I think it was a like a writing prompt. Mm-hmm. So it's not – this isn't like something someone's just like, oh, this here's a theory. Let's be scientific. It's someone just created a story, mm-hmm. and it clicked with me. Where I was like, wow, that, that kind of makes sense. That kind of would be – Really cool. I write that down. I need to take notes. We brushed over I, I uh, DMT for a second, and I kind of want to like actually dive into that and touch on it because dive. I think that it really ties ties into this pretty well. So DMT is dimethyltryptamine. It's a natural substance that occurs in the brain, but it occurs on very small, minute levels. Um. Like CJ said, was it you that said it, it triggers when you die, right? One of you said it. You? Okay. Me. One of you said it. Christian. Me, it's Christian. Yeah. Um, anyways, but yeah, dimethyltryptamine is kind of known as like the spirituality 
drug slash I don't really know if I want to call it drug because it's a it is a natural compound substance in the brain it's a compound yeah compound there that's a good word for it chemical substance um but when you die when you sleep it's released too when you sleep it's released in small dosages that's why we have dreams <laughs> um when you die it's released heavily I think that's what a lot of the SCJ mentioned like uh going to heaven or hell or, or whatever right I think that's what causes that is that huge release of dimethyltryptamine or the li- even the life flashing before your eyes any sort of hallucin- hallucinogens or uh, hallucinations is the right word that you have whenever you start to fade off die or whatever is caused by uh, dimethyltryptamine but anyways um, it's also naturally occurring in some plants and animals I think one of them is like a certain frog that grows or in the Amazon the desert. Yeah. Yeah. There's one in the Amazon too. Or no, it's a plant in the Amazon, right? Plant in the Amazon Iowa. frog in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Plant in the Amazon frog in the desert. But, um, and you can harvest this substance from these things and, uh, take it in dosages to experience, uh, hallucinogenic effects. But it's weird because I've never done shrooms or acid or DMT or any sort of hallucinogen before. So I don't personally know. But I have done research, lots of research, because I'm very interested in subjects like this. But I've done lots of research on this, and I've talked to a lot of different people who have had firsthand accounts with acid, or mushrooms specifically, that... Um, each person has a different kind of experience with it. Mm. Uh, some people see little gnomes running on the floor. Uh, I talked to one, I know, I remember one friend of mine specifically said that on acid one time, the floor became like, it was like the floor sunk down in like two or three little inches of water and he was walking mm-hmm. around in like two or three inches of water everywhere he went. But, um, DMT is a little bit different because a lot of people see the same thing on DMT. A lot of people see specifically spiritual kind of um, aliens made of light in a council. Basically, yeah, <laughs> they see angels. A lot of people describe it as seeing angels or seeing elves. Um, and they describe those elves as like a clockwork elves kind of thing, mm-hmm. like a technological kind of being. Yeah. Um, immense, see, like with a lot of light coming out of them, right? Yeah. Like they're very bright. Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, just lots of like uh, what you would consider to be angels, I guess, or some sort of spiritual guide. But that's um, that's kind of why DMT stands out kind of to me, and how it's weird to me is that everybody kind of hallucinates the same, Has the same thing trip. on it, and the fact that it's a natural occurring thing in the brain. Maybe DMT is a natural virus, so to speak. Okay, so we've 
kind of talked about everything in uh, computer terms mm -hmm. since we've started this episode. So think of DMT as a, a virus sort of that causes a break in the code or a break in the cycle or however you want to describe it. Right. But DMT shuts off that simulation for just just a second and you take a glimpse into what's what's real. Okay, yeah. That's kind of what I uh, think how it might tie into this is... Uh, you're like overloads you. Are, yeah, you're, you're in a floating tank or whatever mm -hmm. surrounded by interdimensional aliens or whoever mm -hmm. that has put you into this cloud server. And... Um, I do kind of speak in hyperbole a lot, just warning everybody. But uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> DMT causes that break in the system, and it pulls you out of the system just for a quick second there, and you see mm. what's really around you. And that's why everybody sees the same thing on DMT. I hate to say that I love that idea, but I love that idea. <laughs> Well, that could also – so going back to like our uh, mythology stuff, like in the – in uh, like North, Norse mythology, right, with the elves, how they can travel in between planes. I literally have a book on Norse mythology in my lap right here, and uh, I was just reading that a minute ago. Yep. What if they were the, the, the beings – per se that are in control of the simulation mm -hmm. and are able to there, you know, they can, they can hop in the simulation and hop out as they please. Yeah. Cause that's a question that a lot of people have with the simulation. And that's a, the simulation theory and hypothesis. And that's what a lot of people struggle with is if this is a simulation, oh, go ahead, Christian. Sorry. I interrupted you. No, you didn't interrupt me. No, I was just raising my hand for whenever, um, Whenever it came back around, I, before we get away from it, the elves, the elves are called the Alfar. So that's what that's what they're called in the in the Norse mythology. They're called Alfar. Sorry, I, just, I literally have that right in front of me. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are you good? Okay. Yeah. Um. Shit, where was I? Oh yeah, who's controlling the simulation? Um, if this is a computer program that is running on a code or or, or whatever. Like, who is, who wrote the code? Who's controlling the simulation? Is the simulation being controlled at all? Is, I think, a question that you have to go back to before you can ask who necessarily is controlling it. I don't think the simulation is being controlled. I think simulation it was built and it was created stuff. and you were inserted into it and it writes itself because there is computers out there that do that there's supercomputers out there that write their own code and and behave i mean uh artificial intelligence is a good example of that we're getting closer and closer and closer to artificial intelligence that not only thinks for itself and can act for itself and uh, what's well, i codes for itself I've... but a uh, uh, actual artificial intelligence that can that can have emotions and stuff like that for itself as well. I've seen uh, – I was watching a video, and it was it was explaining kind of simulations and stuff. And it was describing like the amount of power, like how, how st strong of a computer you would actually have to have 
in order to run 13 how many people are 7 billion people yeah closer to 7 eight now. 7 billion individual tasks right because mm-hmm. essentially it's all we are like we're just we're, we're tasks, performing yeah. tasks and what if what if that's what the sun is right it's just it's just it's it's a big ball of energy that's been cloaked to look like the sun where it could actually be the uh, it could actually be a like a computer of sorts or something similar to that but they've also the on on that of also uh, it was it was stating how when civilizations become too advanced they typically destroy themselves mhm what if if they don't destroy themselves they put themselves into a simulation or of such right i th- i agree with that 100% i think that's what we would do we are such a resource centric yes we are such a uh, technological driven uh, and such an eff- efficiency is a oh. lot of what we worry about uh, as humans we try to make everything as efficient as possible and so us running around in normal day to day life as you see it now like you said we burn a lot of resources we're burning gas driving back and forth all the time we're uh burning coal to cause energy we're using water all the time we're plant always having to plant food and grow food and kill animals to make food and just all, always just using something constantly the the better way to conserve our planet and to conserve our resources and to conserve ourselves for that matter would be to slow us down tremendously and the way to do that would be by sticking us in something like a simulation mm-hmm. where we thought we were doing all those things but really we were just using some electricity and taking up a, a megabyte on the cloud or whatever however much we would take up um, but yeah it's, it's so well, it could also fall into. Have you ever seen uh, the 100? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this is I've seen some probably spoiler. You're, you're talking about the city of light. Territory. Uh, well, that, that's the, the flame, right? Though you could use mm-hmm. the flame, kind of. But I, what I was thinking was more about the uh, the miners, right? Uh, I'm trying to try to get this out without spoiling this because I. Just spoil it. Spoil it. Wait, well, so for the audience, well, I, if you are in the middle of the 100 and you don't want this spoiled, skip forward a little bit, or come yeah, watch this episode about a, later after you finish it. Yeah. <laughs> probably about a minute. Um, so they're right. They're they're prisoners, and they put them, they freeze them, so that they can make uh, the journey across 
the solar system universe maybe mm-hmm. yeah this like a season or two back so they 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 literally freeze them and they don't have they don't require food they don't require they don't have to go to the bathroom they don't have to do anything but they're still alive so what if they froze like you you go into a a, a cryo chamber but you're also hooked up to a simulation type thing right you go into an alternate universe type thing uh i'm trying to think of the words i can't get the wording right for whatever reason you go into this computer generated world right you're frozen to preserve uh resources and everything of that such and this is just the the effect of that right i don't know if any of that made sense (laughs) i I get what you're trying to say so you are you saying like we are that's what we're doing now is that we're frozen in time and we're traveling to a different right so also ours is dead (laughs) or are you saying that we're just trying to conserve resources that were the the planet that we're on right now and so we're frozen there's to just try to keep this planet going a little bit longer so there's there's however many people that are frozen this area right there's there's one person in charge of say 500 people like on a block right mm-hmm. so instead of yeah, those 501 yeah, yeah instead of those 500 people taking up resources that one person is using resources to watch everybody else and when yeah. his time comes he would bring someone else out and they would watch everybody while he goes in, I guess technically he could go freeze himself before he passed away to continue living for never, you know, to never have to worry about dying. Something similar to that, I guess. Okay. I see it. Okay. I'm going to bounce something off of you real quick, too, um, that kind of tails off of that. But think of if we are, for example, traveling through space to find a different planet to inhabit or whatever it's going to take us you know how many years to get there uh no matter where we're going even if we were just going to mars i mean it's it takes you know a long yeah, time two to get years to, mars. to get there yeah yeah so atrophy is whenever you don't use something it starts to deteriorate so for mm-hmm. example uh if you break a uh, break a leg, you're not using that leg to walk around for, you know, two or three months. The leg will start to kind of atrophy a little bit, and that's uh, kind of a dumbed down example. It takes a little bit longer for something to really atrophy mm-hmm. than that, but um, that leg is going to be significantly weaker than the leg that was walking around all the time. Your brain will atrophy as well. So, for example, someone that has been a vegetable or whatever, something like that, for long periods of time, if they were to be brought back, they their brain would have atrophied and would have uh, kind of stopped working as well. To go into the simulation part of this, we are cryogenically stored, we're frozen on ice. At that point in time, we're not using our brain, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you, you can would be... pump vitamins and minerals and stuff like that into us to keep our muscles and our skin and stuff like that in good healthy condition. But what would be the best way to conserve our brain or preserve our brain? 
would be to use it. So what if our brain is downloaded and uploaded into a cloud, uploaded into a simulation so we can continue to use our brain in our normal day-to-day -day lives. I put air quotes around that because it's not your day-to-day -day life, it's a simulation. But that is to stop the atrophy of your brain is you continue to use it, but you're using it in this simulation while your physical body is traveling. Did yeah, I go I mean, off the rocker there, or does that make sense? No, I mean, that would make more sense. I mean, because... I, I mean, realistically, your thoughts and everything are just... Uh, like, what are they? Synapses. It's electricity firing back and mm -hmm. forth and everything, okay. creating signals, mm -hmm. causing things. I mean, so realistically, there's... Eventually, I could see it becoming a thing where you... You're, you could be hooked into a computer. I mean, that's the end goal, right, with uh, Neuralink. And your brain is powering that stuff. Like, you're sending signals to a computer and back and vice versa and back and forth. You are the electrical hub that powers that? So I think if you had a... If you found a way to use something with a very small amount of uh, electricity, there, I mean, there's there's endless possibilities for that, right? You could run all sorts of. You're the power source, right? So you. My my electricity is not firing perfectly right now, as you can tell. <laughs> but yeah, just think as your brain is kind of a. I mean a. Really tiny nuclear reactor. Um. And you're just trying to keep it, keep it fired up long enough to make the trip until you can be pulled back into your reality. Um, I mean, these are all situations. The like, I, I really like these, um, like cryo freezing, space travel, those kinds of um, situations. Scenarios. Because that's what we're going to do when we have to. Press long term out. I mean, because it's going to take light years, you know, thousands of light years to, to for us to traverse our galaxy. Once we start becoming a intergalactic civilization, right? We are going to cryofreeze people. We're going to put them in situations like this, where yes, we would want something to keep their brain working as they're going. So, like you said, it doesn't atrophy. I like that. I really like that. Yeah. There's a lot of theories that tie into this uh, simulation thing. There's a bunch of different um, scenarios that you can give. Uh, we, we covered quite a few here. Uh, you know, the world ended and we were kind of put into an emergency state mm -hmm. uh, so we could keep living our lives. Or, you know, uh, the world outside is just not good, so we're put in here to, so we're all happy. We're trying to escape the world that we are, we're on. Um, a lot of it ties into a, a, a bad situation in the physical world, so we're putting kind of this technological world. Uh, I think we're kind of hitting our time limit for today. Yes, we're getting there. So we're going to go ahead and uh, kind of cap this one off. We're going to put a stop in it, and let's let, uh, give everybody 
a little bit of time to think about what we've covered today. Maybe do some research on your own and uh, strap in for next time. But uh, as always, I want to thank everybody for coming and joining us, listening to our rants and tangents. And I want to thank you two for joining me this week. And uh, we'll see everybody next time.